This is Kirby, and today I'm here with Tony. Hey. Uh, so Tony is actually a new cast member. Depending on when we release this, you might actually hear a new chapter as his character makes a debut. Today, however, uh, we are going to be talking about his cabal. So Tony was actually with us in Season 0, the long lost season that no one will ever get to hear. <laughs> and Tony actually had... Also arrived, I think, in Season 0 a little bit later than everyone else, which is fine. He, he didn't arrive too late. And he took over one of the Cabals that was that hadn't made an appearance, so it was good timing, uh, but was going to make an appearance, and that was the World Soul. The World Soul is a carryover from the World Fall system that I have talked about before in the past. And essentially, the system assumes that the planet uh, that the colonists have arrived on is a living world and so i pitched that to tony i didn't really have any ideas going in for the world soul i think the only guidance i gave you tony was basically the environment was being a little hostile to the new colonists that had just crash landed into its side essentially right Right, right. So once you break down what your vision of the world soul ended up being, and yeah, we'll take it from there. So yeah, like you said, I came in a little bit late, but once I think you gave me the like prompt for what the game itself was, and then what the world soul was supposed to be, I was really like intrigued with it because you're essentially talking about a political entity that is the planet itself that everybody is like on right so i kind of took that as what what would it be like for that living being if you are everything on a planet you have no sense of individuality because you are everything basically so i tried to look at it through that lens like if a whole ecosystem was actually living it wouldn't have the same sense of individualism that like the people who crash landed would i would i thought that was like the cool like a very cool idea that we could explore especially given that the way you described the game to me is that there's a separation in time in which you know i think you said it was like what 30 years pass or something after the congress yeah, it's been 30 years since, um, and basically where we left off with you in Season Zero is that you actually got to communicate with a couple of the players uh, directly through some alien technology, and a agreement uh, was reached where you essentially had a split personality with your world, right? Yeah, and that, that sort of came up from your prompt in which you said that the world was attacking people, and I tried to think about why that would be, you know, and I, I sort of thought of it like, well, if people are crash landing onto a world that has no, you know, concept of separation, right, it would essentially have to learn from those beings sort of what's going on. And so what I sort of took from that was sort of like how in Star Trek with, you know, Borg or whatever, you know, you, you in, introduce individuality to the Borg and they get all messed up. So 
in order for the planet to not keep being messed up in terms of what it was doing, I basically had the idea to fracture it. So there was an evil part and a good part, essentially. And the good part wanted to work with the, the people who crash landed and the the attacking part was trying to destroy it and rid it of it, rid itself of an infection, basically. It, given your prompt, that was my whole thought process on it. Right. And so with that concept, I was basically able to still mm-hmm. have some say in what the world soul was doing. I was basically playing the bad guy version of it. And so on my part, uh, leading up to you arriving on the cast, I had essentially, it had been very subtle. Uh, The colonists didn't realize what was going on. Uh, First and foremost, there was a massive storm their first couple days. And then there was a hurricane that was brewing uh, off the shores of where they had landed. And in addition to that, there was just other like small things. For example, uh, I had talked to one of the players about how they had a deficiency in food because of the way they landed they lost a lot of supplies right Mm -hmm. and so i brought it up that some of the colonists found a good cache of food but when when they went to go harvest it again they found that the food was suddenly poisonous whereas it was completely fine to eat uh, not too long ago so it was just like small subtle things like that like the environment just reacting is like oh you want this food let me poison it so i can just get rid of you right and i think from my perspective i think to me when you pitched me that idea it just seemed like it was a world at war with itself Mm -hmm. and so i think the evil world soul uh which i have just been referring to as the other essentially saw this as as a chance for the good world soul to perhaps ruin the balance like i kind of imagine the history between these fractured minds as being sort of counterbalance uh like too evenly matched for one side to overpower the other right and so from my perspective as the evil world soul uh it was just flat out, well, let's just get rid of this other side factor so it doesn't ruin the balance. But from your perspective, how did that manifest? Uh, Like, what were you thinking when I was kind of counteracting against you? I actually really liked it because it it, it really drove the the thought process um, that I had originally about, if you think of it like the other world soul, you know, the, the one who wanted to destroy everything, it's looking at the colonists like a virus you know whereas the good one is like well maybe we can learn something and so i really liked how you started to go against that sort of helpfulness because that is you know the way that would go so um yeah i really liked it and i i thought doing it in the subtle ways that you did was really cool because a player would just sort of think oh yeah this this the game master is throwing something at me. They did. They wouldn't necessarily realize that there's another player character out there doing that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Some of the aspects of the World Soul playbook in that system, uh, playbook just being the uh, Powered by the Apocalypse way of saying class, uh, There, there is a reason why it's specifically called playbook. But in any case... The playbook for the World Soul basically included a number of things, a number of like abilities, and a lot of those abilities like included like influencing the land, like being able to manifest storms or being able to even change the landscapes. I forgot what you specifically picked. Do you remember? Yeah, I do actually. I, I um, 
So when we sort of talked about that split, I think you had said earlier that there there was an impetus at the beginning for the planet to know what colonists were by the time the player group got there. Is that correct? Yes. I, I kind of took it as there was already a sort of fracture there. And what I did was, well, if you had the sort of benevolent side of the planet, they would have the doctrine of Earth Mother, which would allow them to help you, basically, and using the planet to assist. Whereas the storms aspect of it, I was thinking would be used by the other world soul because it had roles to claim by force. So that really fit with what you were going for in terms of like, taking the planet back from these interlopers, basically. So I had Earth Mother and Reclaimer as the two different ones. You also had another thing going on, and I did make like a counterpart to that, but basically the World Soul playbook allows the world to communicate with the players, potentially depending on the on the player hosting the World Soul, right? Right. And that came in the form of a creature that that's referred to by the playbook as the world speaker. Uh, do you remember what you specifically chose for the world speaker? I do. I, um, if anybody's ever played, um, final fantasy games, I actually chose, um, something close to, I think they're called like coerals. They're basically alien leopards, you know, with sort of long mustache appendages, and and that's what I sort of based it on. I figured it wouldn't be a humanoid, right? It would be some kind of creature. Absolutely. And I think I made some sort of counterpart that sort of mirrored that to try to counteract you. Also, just like strength and weaknesses there. And same concept for the other, the evil world soul, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they sort of look the same, but it's like a dark form and a light form, basically. And I, I chose that sort of archetype for that because that's what we had sort of discussed you and i at the beginning i think it's pretty much a tie between you and amit who currently plays as zed who played as high command as when the cabals in season zero i think you two had the most minimalistic contact with the other players you had a bizarre contact with uh, the Guardians of Eden, which was being ran by a friend of ours who's currently not on the cast and maybe making mm-hmm. a return. We'll see. Uh, definitely going to try to get them to at least do a Cabal highlight episode. Uh, but you had a very bizarre encounter with uh, with his Cabal where essentially, and I could be a little wrong for this, it, it has been a while since we recorded Season Zero, uh, but I, I think he had uh, basically the the whole thing with the Guardians of Eden is that uh, they specifically have these like little microchips in their heads that allows them to telepathically like talk to one another and just form like a neural network, a sort of hive mind in a way. And some weird shenanigans was going on with that, right? And this kind of allowed. I mean, it basically allowed that player to astral project in a way to communicate with you. And so you, you two kind of went on like a semi like adventure with one another. Yeah. And, and from what I remember, like you said, it was a while ago. But basically the the 
light side, I guess we'll call it, of the world soul, the one who wanted to learn from these new, you know, inhabitants, I guess we'll call them. That character that I had the run-in with, they were trying to help the planet, and I recognized that. So I think what had happened was we went and I tried to get them to realize that there was a schism, basically. And because of the way I had set up the the background that we had just talked about with the split personality type of thing, it was a bizarre encounter, as I remember, because we couldn't figure out a way to communicate. You know, it wasn't like I was playing a character with individuality, and so I tried to sort of reflect that in my communication. And I think that was the thing that was most bizarre to me. But I do remember we did have a run-in with the other um, during that encounter. And it was sort of like, basically, they were able to see that there was this split between the two halves of the world soul, I guess. Right, absolutely. And we wound up with the Gardens of Eden, but also the Goodson Foundation, who... We have mentioned on this podcast in several episodes as just being this other thing. We'll do a cabal highlight with them in the future. Uh, but the Goodson Foundation was basically a rehash of uh, what the Worldfall system calls the Workers Intergalactic. And the Goodson Foundation with the corporate uh, corporation and its founder essentially discovered this lost alien vault. So, do you remember that? Actually, you know what? I think you weren't actually in that episode. Uh, I think we couldn't get the scheduling to have you two together. Right. I remember that that you might have mentioned to me about some kind of vault, but I wasn't in the actual... I vaguely know what you're talking about, but not what it was. Right. So listeners, depending on what episodes you've been listening on, might recall that there are there have been mention of vaults on the planet uh, that was actually an introduction from tom who currently plays as poke and essentially mm-hmm. every Worldfall player got to add something to the world um, itself as part of the world uh world building process in session zero leading into like the actual gameplay so that's why we have like random stuff like the alien vaults for one but also weird energy barriers that just uh, that are at the polar caps. Uh, that was a contribution from another player. Uh, stuff like that. Mm. But I think uh, I think I had to make some decisions on your behalf. So uh, essentially Goodson had found this alien technology and through a series of roles where he got to actually make the decision as to what like the technology did, um, which I think mm. was specifically due to roles um, and just how that system works in general he was able to communicate with the world soul. He decided that the alien technology he found that vault was a communication array that didn't necessarily project like outward into space or anything, but allowed whoever built this alien vault to communicate with the world soul directly. And so what had happened was uh, because uh, that player had a... Uh, a not so great schedule at the time if i recall correctly so it was hard to get him on so i just instead of calling it and waiting for the stars to align and for you two to actually get scheduled together uh, i ended up playing as both uh, the other and the world soul 
And so Goodson wound mm-hmm. up playing as like the mediator, uh, which led to the hundred year pact, as it were, the promise that the colonists would move out of Janus. And that played a huge factor in the World Congress to follow because um, it, it factors into the conservation methods of the society and also factored into the renewed and the aspiration, which Zed is in charge of. And so a whole series of events right. basically came out of that complete domino effect. And again, like totally something that I did not plan, which I mean, it's fine. That That's the whole point of that style of game is that collaborative narrative, right? Right. Yeah, no. And that's really interesting because I do remember now that you're sort of jogging my memory on it, um, that was what the the episode during session zero that time frame um that was the resolution sort of leaving leading up to the congress portion of it so i'm 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 glad that that's you know that worked out in such a way because i do remember having that discussion um with uh what were they called again the keepers no i think it was the other cabal the guardians or something like that maybe the keeper was oh guardians of the galaxy or guardians of the galaxy guardians of eden <laughs> yeah those guys so i i know that they that there was going to be some conversation so what it sounds like is that it came out to a lot of the stuff that happened in the beginning of the episodes is direct result of that which is neat i think the domino effect that came from your idea from everyone's ideas really just factored into this kind of weird gonzo setting that we are really only kind of scratching the surface on in any case uh you are returning to the cast and depending on when i get this edited and released uh as we are going to record a episode together here shortly people can expect to f- see a Corbin Jones uh, chapter and a series of chapters, hopefully, where uh, you are just playing a normal person this time around and not playing as a uh, world soul. Right, right. And I, I definitely am excited for that because while it was really cool to think of all those ideas we discussed, I, I did not consider how great of a challenge it is to play a character that has no individuality, at least initially. <laughs> so it'll be good to get to a person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, that's actually kind of interesting that you see it that way because with regards to, to the other, I kind of see it as a hive mind where the other is in charge. Mm-hmm. But with how you talk about like the lack of individuality, um, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, it kind of makes it seem like you're saying that... Um, it wasn't so much that as a hive mind that you're in charge of. It's just, it just is what it is. It's just all connected. Right, right. That and that, is that accurate to say? that's accurate to say. And I, I didn't sort of think through how that would be. I like what what you sort of came up with, in which there's a hive mind, in which there is a somebody in charge. If I had thought of that, it might have been easier to do. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, it's a. Uh... It's interesting. It's a very interesting duality that just kind of presented itself right. between your version of the world soul and the other, where it just, yeah, it's kind of like the inverse. Um, but in any case, uh, is there anything you want to plug while you're online? 
no, I I have no plugs. I'm just uh, excited to to be back on the cast and uh, look forward to uh, getting started. All right, great. Well, for everyone's reference, you can find Tony here on the podcast. Obviously, he'll be playing Corbin Jones who you can check out uh, via his chapters here soon, or maybe there's already an episode or two out, probably just the one episode. Uh, in any case, the music that you're starting here uh, was done by our other player, James, aka Solid, whose SoundCloud can be found in the show notes, as well as his Tumblr. He writes a bunch of stuff. So uh feel free to also follow us on twitter at starshot pod for the latest news or just dumb gifts that i'm just posting uh and so i'll also just keep you up to date in general with regards to cortex stuff i think we are at the time of this recording we are expecting to have cortex prime released here shortly and if you don't already know we have switched from genesis and all the players moving forward are using the Cortex Plus system, which is the older system powering Smallville, Firefly, uh, Marvel, uh, just with some deviation there. Uh, Well, thanks for listening and we'll see you among the stars.